like hot hot stuff. Like but... one of us, you mean? Like <laughs> no, no, no. Like being burnt by like fire, or, like hot water. Or... Wow. <laughs> so do you shower cold or like what's the? No, I mean setting. Not, not like that. I mean like hot hot water. Like, like accidentally burned. Acc- or... Yeah, accidentally burned. Like you you like rest your hand on like the stove or something accidentally. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You're going to smell the iron and it like burns your face, something like that. Yeah, because I that's I iron often one and then two. You, well, before I start ironing, I usually smell the iron wow. to make sure it's hot. Like how close do you put your nose up to the to the iron? Like like millimeters <laughs> away from it, <laughs> and then I go. All right, weekend <laughs> of smelling the iron. Uh, who wants to introduce our guest for today? I think it's only fitting that you do it, Bob. Okay. She's um, your progeny. She's my progeny. She's my prodigy. Progeny. She's my progeny. She's my prodigy. There we go. There we go. Um, she puts the G in prodigy. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you heard me talk in one of the previous episodes about um, having uh, a family, doing missionary stuff together, that my daughter is now a missionary so we decided to have her on the show. Um, she was like, she kept saying like, when are you guys going to have me on the show? Yeah, right. And um, anyway, so we finally got her on the show. And uh, yeah, we're excited to have her with us. So ladies and gentlemen, Kaylee Lesnevsky. Woo! Nope, Woo! wrong one. Uh, wrong one, audience. What was that one? Laughter? Maybe they thought it was thank funny. You, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank everyone. you. She's not nervous at all, ladies and gentlemen. Take it easy on her. So, uh, Kaylee is a first-year missionary. Missionary. A first-year missionary <laughs> um, with Vagabond Missions. And, um, yeah, and so she is going to tell us a little bit about what that's, uh, what that's like and some other stuff. So, yeah, I, I introduced her. One of you guys could start with your uh, jabs, your questions. Who wants to go, me or you? You got you? it, Mark. Okay. <laughs> No, I just, uh, I'd love to hear, like, what it was like for you growing up with, like, just Vagabond. I mean, it's been a part of your life since yeah. you were how old? 2007? Uh, uh, seven, then. Seven? Since <laughs> yeah. you were seven. So, like, what was it like as a kid growing up with, like, Vagabond kids yeah, being around yeah. and, and stuff like that? Yeah, I think, I think as a kid I thought it was way more normal than it was. <laughs> like... I remember coming down, and I always joke about this with my dad, I remember coming down on, like, Sundays or, like, even, like, Christmas and Easter, and there'd be, like, three homeless guys sitting at our, at our like, dining table, and I'd be like, oh, hey, Jimmy. Like, this guy, <laughs> Jimmy, was there, like, every, like, all the time. Um, and I think I thought that was, like, pretty normal until I started to, like, go to other people's houses when I was getting older and was like, She's like oh, oh you guys don't have bed bugs? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. You don't have homeless people who is randomly <laughs> staying at your house? Um, yeah, so I think I thought, I think I thought it was pretty normal, but, um, no, but yeah, I, I mean, I loved it. I think that it gave me a really good awareness of, um, just not to turn a blind eye to the things going on, um, in Steubenville in particular, but, because I went to the Catholic school growing up, and I think um, it's pretty easy to just see that side of things, especially in our town. But my dad and and my mom just always made it really clear to, like, not turn a blind eye to the suffering that was going on. Um, so, yeah. How did I make... No, how go did ahead. I, yeah, how did I make you, I guess, feel in comparison to mm-hmm. some of your other 
friends that you had, you know, uh, like, do you think they had that same amount of, like, awareness? Like, the friends that you mm-hmm. roll, roll around with? Um, I mean, growing up with different different friends, maybe not with, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, it's definitely easy, like I said, it's definitely easy to, like, not be aware of that, so. Did any um, of them uh, think it was weird? I mean, well, you guys would pull up in the in the bus. Which ones? Which friends? Let me guess. Name names. Christine Dabrowski. So stupid. Steen. Steen. Shout out. Um, No, I mean, I remember like when we used to have the. Now we have vans that we used to pick up teens. Um, But back in the day, my dad just had in the good old days. He had a school bus that they spray painted. Not only did we have a not only did we have a school bus that was spray painted. None of us had a CDL. Um, we, but we were all driving but it. We all, we all drove it. We never got permission slips. Uh, what else? Yeah, the, the good old days. We're just airing it all out now, yeah, all our sorry, dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah, anyway, no, but, Kaylee, I'm sorry. But he would come pick us up from school sometimes, and I remember seeing it, like, in the line of cars, like, all these nice cars, you know, like, with, like, the mom in there, and then there's my dad in the huge bus, like, I don't even know how he fit it in the like line. And I would be big. so embarrassed. I'd be sitting there, like... And I just, like, would act like I didn't see it until they called us up. So I'd, like, run up to the bus. Would you, like, in. walk in the back? And you went, like, I'm going to sit in the back No, the it's, like, in the... There's no way you can. It's, like, it, the whole school can see who wh- who's getting in what car. So it was, like... No, well, when you... Oh. In, in the back of the bus, like, where the cool kids sit, you say. Oh, yeah. Well, it didn't really make a difference. They all saw me get in. <laughs> so, wait, I have a follow-up question to something you said earlier. Um, when, like, do you remember when you realized, like, this isn't normal? And then, like, how did that like play out for you like yeah, you yeah. Really, like what what was your reaction um i mean i think in i think in high school i think when i i definitely like hit a point where i was like oh i'm a little bit embarrassed about this <laughs> about getting in the van and the or the bus and stuff um so i definitely there was like a year or so where i was kind of try to like separate myself from that um but then then like the older i got i think it was easier for me to see that it was actually pretty cool. So um, then I ended up actually starting to go to different things in high school that the underground would have, and I went on trips with them and stuff. Um, and, yeah, so I think eventually I started to realize that it wasn't that embarrassing. But. What, would, what would you say, like, the benefit of, like, you know, hanging out with kids from the underground, yeah, making yeah. friends, like, what benefit of, of that for yeah. your life? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I just had, again, like, I keep saying the word awareness, but I think, like, I just, it was just nice to be able to, like, become friends with people who were from totally different backgrounds um, and that were going through totally different things than I was. It just definitely allowed for me to be able to have um, just a greater, like, compassion for people going through different things. And, um, yeah, I actually got, ended up getting really close to a lot of the, a lot of the teens that would come. Um, so I'm super grateful for that, yeah. What about, um, do you remember, like, I, I was thinking about, like, we were talking about Jimmy, one of our homeless buddies, who ended up living with Mark, by the way, I, I uh, talked, yeah. I didn't even know that. Talked Mar- I talked to Mark and Joey, uh, the missionaries, into having him stay, <laughs> having him live with them. Anyway, um, but do you remember how him and his girlfriend, Lydia, would get in, like, yeah. fights at the, the dinner table? Yeah, yeah. Uh. I remember being, like, Christian and I, my brother and I would be, like, kind of trying to like hide our noses because they smelled so bad it sounds really mean but we were like little and we were like and my dad would always be like guys come on 
and you'd like be like, "Go give Jimmy a hug," and I'd be like, "Uh." <laughs> <laughs> There's just such he a has like one tooth. He had like two teeth, and he's like, "Come smell here." Of, uh, it's like a mix of bo and nicotine. That sounds so and horrible, just, but as a kid, you're a, like, "Yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot," you know, as a kid, as a little guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. But yeah, I mean, I think we'd always try and talk about how like. Like this is this is Jesus and yeah I don't know I guess like my fear like as a dad I was always worried that it you would resent it you know so, like it's cool to see you as a missionary now mm-hmm. because like as a kid you or as a when you guys were kids as a dad you know it's like oh dude am I ruining their you know like I knew this was something that was valuable and good work and all that kind of stuff but it kind of felt like uh, but is this gonna ruin mm-hmm. You know my kids lives by making them uh you know resentful or crazy themselves or or whatever and uh yeah so it, it's like there's a part of it that feels like awesome to see you uh how did you uh like come to grips with uh or like what was the battle like with you internally deciding because you've always liked missionary work and we'll get into that in a minute but like um you, you know deciding to kind of work for vagabond like the the family biz, like, what was that decision like for you? Yeah, I think, I think for a while, I, because, um, yeah, once I decided I wanted to, like, pursue doing some type of mission work, I think I really wanted to not do Vagabond just because I wanted to do my own thing, kind of. Um, and I did do, like, a, various different trips and different things like that. But um, I think I kind of had to realize, like, would I do this? Would I be attracted to Vagabond if it wasn't? my you know my family if I wasn't grown up around it and the answer was like yes definitely I feel like I would if it if I just stumbled upon like a Bagwell mission thing online and I didn't even know anything about it I think I would really be attracted to that so I kind of had to like put aside that it's like a family thing and and I realized that now I, I love that it's like I love that it's a family thing and I love that I've grown up around it um but I kind of had to realize that I love the mission just as it is too um even it not like even besides it being a family. <clears throat> so you you have kind of a unique um, story just because you you know I remember like when you were in college you like I, I think after your freshman year like were like oh I just I kind of uh, I remember you know you liked it but you wanted to leave and you want to be a missionary and at the time you were thinking about moving to Ecuador because mm-hmm. um, you had done some missionary stuff there but we had like this this like argument and it wasn't so much an argument but it was just like a passionate discussion let's say that <laughs> um with me your mom and uh your mom's a warrior obviously you know but i remember like you uh her saying like i'll oh, just do another year you know and then so you did another year in the uh like when you in your uh, sophomore year and then you're like oh yeah I, I did it and uh yeah I'm, I'm done like i'm gonna just i feel like i'm wasting time i want to be mm-hmm. a missionary and then she said like well like god doesn't call you to do like you know stupid there like i can't remember what exactly it was like <laughs> god doesn't call you to just drop everything and and you know make a ridiculous oh, when decision. mom said that yeah, yeah. and uh, you're like oh really what about the <laughs> disciples and like everyone in the bible and i and remember like sitting right, so right where i was sitting and she was so mad you know but she didn't say anything back and and, you and know, i remember you just, pulled me aside afterwards and you're like that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> it was like a burn it was like mark's rational fear of being burned like you burned mom like it was like scorched burned her to the ground you burnt 
toasted her. You toasted her. <laughs> roasted. Um, you roasted her. But, uh, but anyway, I was going to say the question and all that was, what is it like, you know, picking a unique path? I mean, I know what you're saying because you, you're saying, like, well, it's a family decision. You want to do something on your own. But you've done something that's pretty different than, like, mm -hmm. I, I think all the rest of your friends, like, mm -hmm. you know, leaving college and deciding to do this. Um, like, what was that like for you? Because we, we, you know, as people like doing recruitment, we talk to people all the time. They're like, well, part of me wants to just do it now, you know, or mm -hmm. take a year off or, you mm -hmm. know, do it whenever. And that's, that's, it's, that's a tougher decision because it's weird. It's different mm -hmm. than everyone else. It's one thing if you're like, well, I, I, did, I got my college done and now I'm going to do this. And it just seems to make more sense. But, you know, like for those who are already making a wild decision to be an urban missionary and then they're also doing it like in the middle of like their college career or instead of their college, you know, like what, what was that like? Yeah. I think that like, I've always been really convicted to, and I always like, I always feel like I want to act on my passion like right away. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's not so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that it's been a really, it's really rewarding in a way to be able to just follow like what was on my heart and what I felt like God was calling me to do. Um, it definitely took a little while to get there because, you know, I was supposed to go to Ecuador and then couldn't because of COVID. And I kind of had to like, I feel like God kind of slowed me down because I, I was just trying to drop out and go to Ecuador. But then God kind of was like, no, that's not what's going to happen. So um, I kind of did have to like think about it and really pray about it. And I feel like um, now, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's it's awesome. I really love like being able to be like, oh, I did that, and like, you know, I'm doing what I want, what I want to be doing when I feel like God's calling me to do. So, nice. I don't know if that's the answer you wanted. I mean, no, that's just the answer. That was just, that was not real the answer, answer I wanted. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 that's the answer. Well, yeah. that's the answer you gave. So yeah. here we are. No, yeah, that, do, you, that's... do you like hate your dad or something like that? Like <laughs> trying to figure this out? No, no, no. That, I I think that's it's just good to like hear someone talk about like you know what what it's like. Hey, let her. Antonio asked her a question. Oh, he did. <laughs> what do you think? No, 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 I wasn't. Did you say do you hate your? Okay, yeah. you can answer that. Do you hate your dad? Sometimes. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's so stupid. Spicy. Which one? Oh, oh dang. Did it's the wrong one. Did you do? It was the buttons. Oh, were you trying to do the one? One. No, I was trying to do the ear. Eerie sound. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I just I wanted her to answer that question. Okay, well, thanks. For you were really interested listen, in that. You the, the listeners. Yeah, really wanted to wanted know, to know. Yeah. Kaylee hates you or not. Okay. The answer is sometimes. Okay. No, it's not. Kaylee, so like when you said um, earlier that, yeah, you were growing up with, a, yeah, seeing your dad come driving the bus to school and all that mm -hmm. stuff, and you're like embarrassed for like that one year. Uh, I guess within that embarrassment and then like, that transition and you saying mm -hmm. like actually this is mm -hmm. really cool mm -hmm. what was like can you like pinpoint a couple of things mm -hmm. or a few things where you're like i like this about it, i like that mm -hmm. about it you know growing up versus how yeah yeah you're saying yeah. that question first yeah i mean i think that i think the time that that happened was really just like my conversion like i think i mean like I, I, I was, when I was embarrassed about it and trying to be, I feel like I was kind of trying to be a different person than what I was. And, um, just in like little ways, like just hang out with the wrong crowd and stuff. Like when I first was in high school and, um, and you talking about the kids who like play Pokemon and stuff like, <laughs> like what's the wrong <laughs> so crowd? Stupid. No, not the wrong, not even the wrong crowd. Just people that like, I don't know. I was just trying to be someone I not, I wasn't, I feel like I was trying to like 
yeah, separate myself from that, like, from the youth Jimmy group family. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> um, but I think once I realized, like, I went on this trip to California. We used to, um, Bagmon used to take kids to California. And I remember my dad kind of, you kind of forced me to go a little bit. You were like, you're going to love it. You should go. I didn't, I really didn't want to go, but I, I did She's go. She's like, dad, I don't want to go. Okay. <laughs> I was planning on going to the my friends. Pokemon. <laughs> anyway, the, I did go. And I, I really, that was like the first time that I think I saw these teens and like just a light that just seeing them that like they were just like me in a way. Like I feel like before I would always, because we would have teens that, Bagmon teens over all the time and I mean I was always really nice to them but I always kind of saw them and I don't know like they were different from me in a way growing up and then when I went on this trip I was like (laughs) when I went on this trip I was like oh my gosh like we're going through like a lot of the same things even though we're from you know such different backgrounds and I don't know it just really opened my eyes to um yeah what Vagabond was doing and um how much it shaped me growing up and stuff so it kind of was like I think that trip is what kind of changed my perspective. Hmm. So, so not, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you got no. it. No, you got I, all you see, Antonio, no, please. Go for it, man. This is exactly what Brian Kessinger was talking about. Is that going to be like the running uh, joke throughout the whole We need to keep now. that in there now, yeah. So now being a missionary, like, how's it been so far? Mm-hmm. Where are you located? All that good stuff. Give us the 411. <laughs> okay, I'm located right here in Steamville, Ohio. Yes, sir. And, <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. I think, like, after I decided I wanted to do Vagabond, um, I was, like, really unsure what... What was that noise? I don't know. I didn't hear it. Um, anyway, sorry. I was unsure of, like, what um, site I was thinking about being at. Um, and I felt, like, this weird conviction to, like, say I would be open to being in student mode, which was weird for me because I wanted to go to Ecuador. And then now I'm like, oh, I'm open to being here. But um, now I'm seeing, like, I think why God kind of put that on my heart because it's been it's been super cool um, getting to know the teens here. And the, I think the coolest thing about it is, um, like, a lot of times they'll come up to me and be telling us a story, and they'll be like, oh, but you don't know because you're not from here. But, like, and I, it's cool because I'll be like, no, I actually am. And they're like, no way. And they're like, where do you, you live? And I'm like, right on the hill because they all, like, all of them live on the hill. And they're like, no way. So it's, like, super cool. And I can, like, point them out the house that I, like, grew up in. And they live, like, right behind me. And, it, like, it's just really, it's really awesome to be able to, like, relate to them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool for them to see that, um, like, I'm from this town and I care about this town. And... I, like, I'm not just coming from an outward place um, here. So, um, yeah, it's been really awesome. Are, is there any teens <clears throat> that you would hang out with growing up, like, at your parents' house that you still see around Steubenville yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely run into people all the time. Actually, a funny story is, like, the first time we had, like, an open underground, that's what we call it, when, like, um, like we have, like, an open after school and kids can come hang out and um I didn't really know anyone yet this was like a few months ago and this girl came in and she looked kind of familiar and she was talking to me and I was like do you did you have were your parents or like siblings or something did they used to go underground she was like yeah both of my parents actually and it's so funny I used to babysit her when my dad was running the underground because they had um her parents were in high school when um, her mom had her, and so it's just so crazy now she's her name's Cassandra she's like one of the <laughs> one of like the main teens that comes which is so cool, and it, and every time her mom comes, to, like her mom will come in to pick her up or something. I'm like, hey Ashley, because she 
was like one of you know yeah, one, one of the, the first, first teens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I mean it's crazy. I was like, what the heck? Is I literally yeah. They, I remember her mom. I mean, Mark, you were working there at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I remember her mom and her <clears throat> her uh, aunts coming in and like playing cards. Like it was so small at the time. Mm-hmm. We were just sitting on the car on the ground. I think we were just sat on the ground playing playing spoons. That's so uh, yeah, it was. And her dad is my godson. Hey. Morgan. Cassandra, yeah. <laughs> dad Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's funny. That's wild. That yeah, it was that. crazy. And yeah. then some of the kids from behind us, you know what I mean, the twins and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's cool two there. two girls. Well, one of them, they're, they're a little older now. They just graduated, but Shana still comes around. But they grew up behind us and would come hang out with us, like, every day when we were little. They would, like, come over and play with us. So it's really cool to be able to, like, see all these people like years later yeah so uh you're about halfway through your your first missionary year mm-hmm. um do you have like a either like a story that is is funny that you know like you think about like your memory so far or a story that was like really touching for you like any 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 specific memory that you could you could think of um so the first thing that comes to mind is we take so we take teens to mass every Sunday, um, and that that's like one of my favorite things we do because it's definitely more intimate and we get to hang out with them one on one and usually it's like five to ten teens that come, um, and we go to the same parish every week, um, take them to brunch after. But anyway, so this this one teen that comes to everything, um, he unfortunately a lot of our a lot of our teens are um, victims of neglect and abuse and a lot of that. Um, comes into, um, having special needs. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just comes into play, like, with the, yeah, sorry. the yeah, way yeah. they kind of, like, cope with things and, you yeah, know, exactly. a little bit of their personality. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's the case with, with this kid, and, <clears throat> um, but he's, like, one of our favorite kids. He's, he comes to everything, and he is just, like, such a joy to be around. Um, and anyway, we, he didn't wake up in time, one time for mass, and, he lives downtown, and the mass we go to is probably, like, four miles away, like, in, um, up on the hill. So we were like, oh, I guess he's not coming today. And we were just, like, sitting in our usual spot at mass, and it was, like, the middle of mass, and we <laughs> turn around and see him, like, walking through the aisles, like, waving to everyone. <laughs> and he just, like, strolls up to us, and we were all laughing so hard, and we're like, dude, like, what are you doing? How did you, like, how did you get here? And he's like... I walked and it was like the first cold day it's like freezing outside we felt so bad we were like oh I'm so sorry like we thought you like you know you weren't up and stuff he's like yeah I slept in but but I wanted to come and and it was just like so funny because it was just like we were like what the heck like he walked so far to get here and but it was just really like really cool to me it was really funny but also really cool because it's just like such a testament he just really loves he really likes church he, he told me that he's like I just really like it here um and it's just cool that, like, even though he, he might not even know what Catholicism is all about or even what Jesus is all about, like, he's so drawn to it and so drawn to, you know, Vagmon that he, like, will walk four miles in the morning, like, to, Dang, to come amazing. see us. So, yeah, that was definitely, like, a really cool moment for all of us. Cause, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's not in Jesus class, that might need to be an invitation. Yeah, definitely. He he has been coming up to various Jesus classes, so we won't, I think we're going to talk to him about it eventually, but... And then he actually did that again a few weeks later. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Just, uh, a couple weeks ago, like, he, I saw him coming in to Mass. Like, he ran into us, and I was like, hey. And uh, 
you know, I was like, are you looking for the, but I thought maybe they were in the, in the main like church. So I like walked up there with them and they weren't in there. So I was like, oh, you can just come sit with us. And then Kaylee's like, oh yeah, we didn't have it today because Thanksgiving. Yeah. This was just last week. Um, and uh, so I was like, sit with us. And then like afterwards we're like, let's, let's we'll go out to like, uh, the breakfast club and, uh, get breakfast and stuff. And, uh, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and I was That's like, exactly uh, did I tell you this already? Mm-hmm. So I go, I actually wrote it down. I, I, I have to check the, the facts later, but I go, uh, I go, yeah, order whatever you want, you know? And, uh, he's like, okay. And, uh, he's like, I'll have the chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> and, uh, and then she like went down and he's like, and <laughs> the double bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> And the Philly cheesesteak. And then was he like a and, and a b- plate of potatoes and sausage. He ordered, and he was yeah, he, he went he went to order a wrap too. And Kate was like, that, well, that's let's just start there. And he was like, <laughs> let's just start there. And I mean, and he's not like a heavy kid. I, I just don't think he, he mm-hmm. eats much. Oh. And it was just so sweet. Like he was so happy. Oh man. And and it was awesome, like mm-hmm. to hear about like his life a little bit. Because I asked about, you know, you in Jesus class or were you thinking about being baptized? And, like, he didn't really fully know what I was talking about, you know? But um, he was like, I, I don't you know, I just, I like coming. And, uh, you know, I was just like, man, I, I hope you know, you know, Jesus loves you so much. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, it was cool because you feel, I feel like uh, you can know, or, like, somehow he knows, like, he's he's really mm-hmm. loved by Jesus. I mean, and that's part of that, they're you guys doing such a good job mm-hmm. with with him, but um, but I think that it brings up a good point, <clears throat> you know, just that vagabond missions. A lot of time we we do work with a lot of kids with special needs, mm-hmm. and um, it reminds me of like in, in a certain way, like Mark, when you were a kid and we went to Mexico, and um, well, you didn't go. Yeah. Were you not a kid? Oh, you were thinking, I was saying you and you had special needs? Yeah. No, I I was saying, it reminds me of when you were a kid, we went to Mexico, and there was th- this woman who came out with this crippled uh, kid who was probably 11 or 12, and she just didn't know what was wrong with him because she just, you know, they live in the middle of nowhere. They never got him mm-hmm. diagnosed. She was just crying, wanted him to be healed. and mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I, I think, like, when you don't know, is it, it's just even probably more sad and... Mm-hmm. And, but it's kind of like that, I feel like, a lot of times in the inner city, like, there's so many needs that go undiagnosed or yeah. mm-hmm. even unnoticed, which is even weirder, um, that sometimes it's like the, you, you know, we're definitely not equipped to meet all of the special needs, but, like, the thing that I feel like we do well is to say, like, you know, your life is valuable, and, mm-hmm. like, you mean so much to, to God, and you mean so much to us, when I think a lot of times, like, those people are pushed to the margins of society, you know, and even the margins of churches, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, they, you know, certain people, like, depending on, you know, like, what what, what the neediness is could be annoying to, to right. like, a church, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, oh, is this person, you know, going to walk up the aisle in the middle of the thing? Or, like, you know, I, I, I'm sure some of you have been in a situation where, like, I have been in just uh, other churches where, like, a homeless person or someone came in and started walking down the aisle, or, you know, and it's and it's just like right away you're like, oh gosh, this isn't, this isn't like it interrupts you know, the right. The mass but you're like, like yeah. this person has as much value to God exactly. as like 
the the rich lawyer in the front who is you know making financial contributions or knows all the you know the hand motions and stuff like that mm -hmm. but i think with vagabond like one thing like we do well is uh, to say you, you know everyone is is really important to us and uh and that it, it is equally you know valuable in the eyes of god that and and their encounter with god is is equally important to us mm -hmm. you know uh, even though it'll look different than like you know maybe like a little trophy in evangelization you know 100 percent. and it's interesting you say that because like <clears throat> um I, I think sometimes the population that we like the yeah the teens that we work with are already a lot of times can be really difficult to love and so like that added um undiagnosed person is like even more of a Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm calling for God to give me strength in mm -hmm. this moment today or in this for this whole week because I know we got a retreat going on and such and such is coming. And it, that person sometimes causes a lot of fights, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not on purpose. Just It's just because, yeah, the nature mm -hmm. of the person, mm -hmm. they don't really know what's going on in their own selves and they don't have certain medication or certain, like, counseling or help to mm -hmm. be able to deal with those situations. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it is always so, like, beautiful to be able to see like us missionaries continue to be able to respond and like not shun you know because mm -hmm. that yeah i don't know I've, you like you ever heard of khalif browder no no he so he was a he was a uh teenager in new york he got wrongfully accused of stealing a something from some person out in new york or whatever and he ended up doing like over a thousand days in prison and um I think for like eight hundred of those days he was in solitary confinement and that allowed that like yeah kind of forced him to go crazy a little insane and like paranoid and so he had really nobody to turn to he had no no outlet really uh no friends at this point uh he ended up getting acquitted but I mean the damage had already been done at that point you know and so he ended up committing suicide, unfortunately, because all the damage that he had just been dealt with mm -hmm. in his life. And so it's, like, if, I don't yeah. The fact that, um, like, he had no one, at, like, at least one person in his corner, he didn't mm -hmm. even have that one person in his corner, you know? It's just, like, so sad and, like, mm -hmm. ultimately allow him to end his life. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know really know where I'm going with this, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. But <laughs> just the simple fact that, like, knowing that we have... We don't have teens that's been in solitary confinement in, in prison necessarily, but sometimes they go in solitary mm -hmm. confinement within their own homes because they don't have friends because they're different or they don't mm -hmm. have even like parents to want to care for them or have the energy to care for them because because they're different as well and they just don't have the the mental capacity to even know how you know to take care of them sometimes and so it yeah I don't know just I guess just such a like blessing to you. I always kind of like go, yeah, I don't know, give it back up to God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that might be hard, and I was going to ask you, Kaylee, what, what you think about this, but I think, like, when I think of interviewing potential missionaries or uh, or even seeing sometimes people in training, you know, or, or even talking to a donor sometimes, like, you know, like, they're 
thought of inner city ministry or the stereotype in their heads is like, you know, I feel like every couple of years there's some new movie out about this coach that takes a chance on these black kids in the hood, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and their lives change. And, and, you know, like there's, I, I don't know, there's this certain like, I, I, I know those movies aren't trying to be bad, but it kind of perpetuates this like fairy story. tale of mm-hmm. like the, the this these inner city kids and this this guy who came in and turned everything around. And when you you know when you're done for Hollywood, it's just it's easy to for it to be very neat and like you know they're they're cute kids they just no one gave them a chance mm-hmm. and they're ready to listen you know and and there's not but in reality like actual missionary work at least the stuff we're doing i feel like it's really messy it's 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 oftentimes they're not ready to to give you a chance it's hard to break in there's a lot of mental illness mixed with a lot of violence mixed mm-hmm. with a lot of confusion and anger. And I, I think that sometimes it'd be easy to come in as a missionary and expect to kind of live one of those Hollywood films. And it's, it's just, so it's, it's not, it, it's, it's equally as like victorious and miraculous in a lot of ways, but it looks very different from, I think like the, the story that's painted for like so many of us thinking about like, uh, and you know, a youth worker or something. I don't know how how's that been for you, Kate? Like, what what you thought maybe it was going to be? And now you growing up with it's a little bit mm-hmm. different. But like, do, do you did you has that affected you, or have you seen that with like your mission, uh, your missionary partners or anything like that? Yeah, I think that the thing that was most surprising to me is like I think I kind of only saw the parts of like when you did ministry even in New Mark like. I saw, I heard about like the fights or the crazy moments and all this, all these crazy things. And, um, so I guess that's a little different than what you're saying, but I guess what was surprising to me is just the or how ordinary a lot of the job is like, at, like most of my days, it's, I'm just playing Uno with the girls or, you know, like playing a video game or we watched Narnia last week because one of the kids wanted to watch Narnia. And like, I think that's something really cool that Mark actually said that we had like a uh, thing for new potential missionaries um, the other night. And a Mark, recruitment dinner. Recruitment dinner. And <laughs> Mark mentioned that, you know, the underground is just a place for the kids to be kids. And I thought that that was really cool because I think that they really don't have, I just realized they, they don't have anywhere to, to just be a kid. And I think that that's mm-hmm. like allowing, that's been like my goal lately is just to allow for them to be able to relax and be a kid. And honestly, that that's most of the, I don't know, I think that that's where most of the, um, evangelization even comes in um it's just allowing for them to relax and hang out and then those conversations can happen and and then those yeah it's not I feel like it's definitely like you go into the job thinking it's going to be like this huge glorified thing where like you're breaking fights all the time breaking up fights and like going on the streets and you know stopping gangs it's just like not you know it's it's really a lot more ordinary than that but um but in a beautiful way yeah in an awesome way yeah that's a good point I mean so many people think they're going to be dodging bullets or yeah uh breaking it but yeah i mean like most of life i mean like the just most of life is simple and ordinary and it and it doesn't mean that yeah that that stuff's not happening or Mm -hmm. uh, you know my gosh we just had that baby that was shot here in town yeah you know i mean so there's those those things are like a real part of their life but Mm -hmm. honestly it's like the 
a lot of the victories happen in the simple mm -hmm. moments anyway because those are the mm -hmm. times like you get to actually look at someone and talk to someone and touch someone when you're playing uno stuff like that mm -hmm. you know like it's for sure yeah you know, so yeah it's difficult like situations the kids can be difficult but there's just so much like beauty and joy mm -hmm. in it and uh I think, San Antonio, you had said before, like, the highs can, or the lows can be really low, but the highs are, are really high. And, yeah, it's just uh, it's incredible. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, for 10 years, I you know, I got to do it. So I'm just very fortunate for that opportunity. Uh, just very grateful for, you know, people like you, Kaylee, who um, have the – the courage to say yes and to mm -hmm. enter in the ring and enter into the messiness and live out the ordinary life with you know people to share Jesus that no one else would if you if you didn't. Hmm. This is kind of backtracking a little bit, <laughs> um, but Kaylee, how were you feeling when it was that that moment where you said, you know what, yeah, I am going to be a vagabond missionary? Mm -hmm. Like what? What came to mind? Like, what was going through your head? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... Were you afraid of, like, what other people were going to think? No, I feel Were like you afraid of what your parents were going to think? Like, man, or, like, I don't know. I was more afraid that, like, the second I mentioned it to my mom, she was going to tell everyone, which she did. Which but she did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. But, um, no, I think that I, I was just... I was surprised by myself that, like, I realized everything I was looking for in... A job and in a mission that I wanted to do um was like right in front of me and I think it was kind of like okay Kaylee like you got you see you can see like what you want to be doing and you know I, I looked all these other places and I was just really attracted to like Vagabond as a mission and um and I think that yeah I think I just had to like kind of put my pride aside and realize that I really loved what this mission does and what it calls people to do and um yeah, and then the second I mentioned it to my mom, she did tell everyone. So I was like, I guess I am doing this. Uh, but <laughs> I was thankful that she mentioned it to me, put the bug in there. But uh, no, thank you, uh, mm -hmm. Kaylee, for being here today. Thanks for yeah, sharing your stories. Thanks for uh, enduring the bus trips or the your dad pulling up to the school on the bus. <laughs> You but you rode in the back of the bus, though. The cool kids, <laughs> right. with, the cool, exactly. with the cool kids, a.k.a. her siblings. Um <laughs> But yeah, we uh, as we wrap up here, we want to thank uh, Franciscan University. We want to uh, thank Doctor Deacon, Deacon Deacon Doctor Bob Rice mm -hmm. uh, for for allowing us to use a studio here. Dan Bozak from Artvark Productions, the man with the golden hands, and uh, yeah, if you want to Bob Lesnevsky, Bob Lesnevsky. Do we have to thank him? No. We All right. Yeah, I just I'm making sure. All right. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Vagabond Missions and maybe join us on this adventure, go to VagabondMissions.com. Peace. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>